You're listening to the podcast of Antioch East Baptist Church in Magnolia, Arkansas. This is Pastor Ron Owen. We're so glad that you've joined us today. If you have any comments or inquiries, you can send those to us at aebc123 at me.com. First Corinthians 14 is Paul getting on to the Corinthians for their misuse of the gift of tongues. And uh, they, were, they were having church and they were letting just anybody jump up and start speaking in tongues. Now let me explain to you what tongues is. Tongues is a known human language that you are supernaturally able to speak although you never studied it. It's not some kind of spiritual gibberish. It's not an angelic language. It's not a heavenly and uh, language, prayer language. There's no such thing. I know that some people use some verses to try, but there's nowhere in the Bible that you can prove to me that every time the word tongues is used, when it's talking about the gift of tongues, it's talking about non, known human languages. Okay? This is not my message, but it is. You need to know it. So he's telling them, you know, one person at a time, if you're going to speak in a tongue, which, by the way, sometimes that was necessary because somebody may come in from that country and maybe God would use somebody who could speak in that language to speak. But he said also, if you're going to jump up and speak in tongues, number one, uh, one at a time. Number two, only the men are to do it. Number three... You must have an interpreter, and if there is no one that can interpret, do not do it. Only one at a time. And what Paul basically says, you know, it's better for you all to speak Greek, because that's what they spoke back then. It's better that you just all speak Greek, or, 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 uh, and, uh, and that, that way everybody understands, because if you're speaking in the Spirit or in your mind, just... You know, only you can understand it. What good is it in the church, right? I mean, if I got up here and started speaking German to you, all right? And I preached a whole sermon. Now, if I said, I want to quote to you John 3.16 in German or whatever, I know how you, oh, that's just beautiful. I know how people are. That's just beautiful. And to an extent it is because you know that I am reading the Scripture, but I'm only reading one verse. But if I kept on and preached a whole message in German, I mean, I was getting with it. You might be entertained by my jumping around, but you would have wasted a day in church. Right? So he says, listen, tongues doesn't do anybody any good, except if it's interpreted. But what's better is, you ought, it's better to just get up and preach the word in the language everybody understands. Right? And then he comes to verse 15, and he says, What is the conclusion then? Here's the bottom line. I will pray with the Spirit. In other words, I'm going to pray inside. I, I may have my eyes closed. Maybe my lips are moving. You can't hear me. And what the Bible also says in that place, what's in the spirit of a man, only he knows. Or a woman, only in that woman's spirit, she's the only one who knows about it, what's going on inside. But then he says, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with, this is very important, 
understanding. Say amen. amen. I will pray with understanding. I will pray so that everybody in the congregation knows what I'm praying about and for and worshiping God in my prayer. Amen. And then he says, and here it is, I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with the understanding. Now I want to tell you, Raymond is one of the few people that I ever saw that I could understand what he was thinking in his spirit and saying with his mouth. I understood worship when I watched Raymond Kimball. If he wasn't laughing, he was crying. If he wasn't laughing or crying, he was had a serious look on his face or maybe a worshipful look on his face. He did this. Brave that old hand back and forth, that hand back and forth. I'm going to miss that. Somebody needs to start doing that. We need to see that. Amen. <laughs> I will sing in the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. I'll just give you just a few thoughts here. Uh, some people, they come to church. I watch today intently at, at, at folks. And uh, I, I don't want to be a judge. I don't want to be judgmental. Everybody judges, right? I mean, you looked at me today and you said, mm, that's, he looks good in that suit, right? That's what you said, amen? How many of y'all said that? All right, how many of you said, he looks squatty up there behind that pulpit? <laughs> See, Greg? Now, Greg would say, well, don't be judgmental. Well, y'all were being judgmental saying I look good. He was just being judgmental saying that I look squatty. Both are true, you know, but you don't have to voice every opinion you have, Greg. <laughs> no. Well, as, watching, as we sang, singing some wonderful words, At Calvary is my favorite song. We'll go over it in a minute. And, you know, I, I probably did that when I was a kid before I really understood and grasped things. And it wasn't until the last 20 or so years that I really started listening to at calvary and it just blessed my soul you know what it matched up with my experience now i'm not big on everything is experience and feeling and most i mean that's what i'm going to talk about today let me tell you something some people come to church they just go through the motions I mean, you've done this all your life. You come in, you sit down, you sing some hymns, you pray, you give your offering, and then you sit there and listen to the preacher preach. You get up, have an invitation. Somebody says a prayer and you go home, and you do that Sunday after Sunday. We don't change much. Uh, we try to keep it lively and a little different sometimes. But, uh, I mean, it's the same thing. And you can get to where it's just going through the motions. And especially, listen, my friend, if you're saying church is boring, I say you're boring. Because I tell no, God says you're boring because I know what's happening to you. On Monday, you ignore him. On Tuesday, you forget him. On Wednesday, you skip his church. On Thursday, you have no thought for him. You don't read your Bible on Friday. And you go fishing on Saturday. And then you come Sunday morning and expect God to show up and bless you. I want to tell you something. He ain't going to do it. He is going to do it for someone who ignores him. We do not prepare our hearts for worship. I mean, I, I think every day you ought to have a worship time. You say, but I get busy sometimes. You got to drive back and forth to work. 
Turn off that ungodly country music, rock music, or whatever you're listening to, talking about wife swapping, dope smoking, beer drinking, and turn you on some praise music and worship God. And put you on. Listen, you can get the Bible on tape and listen to it, or on CD or MP3, whatever you have, and prepare yourself. My friend, if you're a Christian, you long for that. And if you don't long for that, you need to ask some serious questions. But some people go through the motions, mindless repetition. They don't think about it. Did you think about that song as we're listening, uh, singing at Calvary or, or the Ancient of Days? Good night. That, that, that'd, make a, that'd make a Presbyterian Lutheran shout. We've got a couple here. <laughs> Some people are going through the emotions. The emotions. Some people come to church for emotions. I've seen them come here before. Brother Ron can evoke emotion with the way he preaches. Some people get excited about the way, the way I preach. They like to hear someone holler and get animated and things like that. Some people like that. Some people may just hate it, but you're enduring it. Thank you. And they like the good music, maybe, of a church. They go and they find a church that blesses their heart. That's what they're looking for. Looking for something to give them spiritual goosebumps. Just all emotion. And you know what happens? You go there and you hear the preacher. You learn how he is. You know how he's going to do. You've heard all his illustrations. You know all his funny stuff and his sad stories. And, and, and you, you know the songs that they sing. You get used to the singers and you just get used to it. And it's boring. And so what do they do? They go find somewhere else that will give them those glory bumps. Let me tell you something. I hope you don't treat your husband the way you treat your church. I hope you don't treat your wife the way you treat... I hope you don't treat your kids the way you treat your church. Amen? I had pretty good kids, but I tell you what, I'd have turned them in for some others every once, every once in a while. Every once in a while. I want to tell you something. That's why you need to quit going to church. This is not a Branson show. We're not here to entertain you. I've heard people say, Brother Ron, I just didn't get I had a guy come through the line one time and told me I sang a special. He said, I just didn't like that. Don't ever sing that song again. And I said, well, I got news for you, buddy. I wasn't singing for you. And the person I was singing for loved it because it was truth. And that's all he's worried about. Yeah, I guess he enjoys singing. He gave it to us. He had it in the Old Testament. Singing's a part. I just read where he said, I'd rather sing in the Spirit. I'd rather sing in understanding than in the Spirit. Listen, my friend, if you I know I don't like that style. I don't like that style. I don't like the way that man sings. I don't like the way that woman sings. Well, then tune out the way they sing and listen to the words. Listen to the words. Worship with understanding, not emotion. So uh, the third thing, going through the word. Don't go through the motions. Don't go through emotions. Go through the word. The word understanding, uh, not just knowledge. Not just knowledge. 
Why did Brother Raymond cry sometimes when he was singing a song? Why do we cry sometimes? Because sometimes it talks about sin and how you're, I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking, sinking to rise no more. Think about yourself in the sea going down for the last time. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. If you won't, I will. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. See the emotion? The emotion is produced by truth. You don't listen, I, I'm 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 tired I'm tired and quit trying to be a spiritual cheerleader. I mean, if it's just not there, it's not there. People aren't going to listen. The Word's not going to listen. If people aren't going to get happy, they're not going to have. If they're not going to be broken, they're not going to be broken. You just got to stay the truth, preach the truth, and just keep on going. But, oh, would to God, He would give us a congregation of people that listened to the words as they sang. That wouldn't say, well, I'm not a good singer. And Well, then say it. Say it. And think about it. I, listen, Brother Raymond loved this song, and it's one of my favorite verses. True, I love the song. But think about it. Could we the, with ink, ink, y'all know what that is, stuff you're out, the ocean fill, and were the sky of parchment made? Anybody know what parchment is? Paper. Were the sky of paper made where every stalk, corn stalk, or uh, that, the, the grass out there stalks. If every stick on earth could be a quill and every man a scribe, a writer by trade, to write the love of God above would drain that ink ocean dry, nor could the whole contain the scroll, the book, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, love of God, how rich and sweet, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. I was going to go through at Calvary because y'all know how much I love it, but I've done it so much with y'all. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Caring not, my Lord was crucified. I didn't care. I was living the world, drunkenness, and, and I'm not personally drunkenness, but I got saved at a young age, but my mom and my dad knew that. They were saved out of that, and that's how I got saved. Knowing not it was for me that he had died on Calvary. Then by God's word, by a soul winner, by a preacher, by God's word, at last my sin, my offenses towards God I learned. There I trembled at the law that I had turned and spurned until my guilty soul implored and turned to Calvary. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Woo! Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Okay, I'll stop there. Let me give you another one. Let me just read it, make a comment, and we're going to say Amen. Listen to these words. I used to hate this song. Every time, and our music director loved it, I didn't like the tune of it when I was a kid. Until I got wise and quit going through the motions and quit going through the emotions and started to see that worship is not melody, it is lyrics. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and on His righteousness. 
<laughs> I dare not trust the sweetest frame, and I'm going to wholly lean on Jesus' name. It's faith, isn't it? Listen, when darkness veils His lovely face. How many of you ever felt like that? I can't see Jesus. The heavens are brass. I feel all alone. Sometimes it's because of your own sin. Sometimes it's circumstances. Sometimes God just puts you through the valley. But when darkness veils his lovely face, you know what I do? I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds where? Within the veil, in the holy place, on the mercy seat of God. His oath. Now listen, this is good doctrine, people. His oath. You know what an oath is? Promise. His covenant. Promise. His blood. They support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way. How many have ever felt like that? When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. One more verse. One more minute. When he shall come with trumpet sound. Oh, May I then in him be found, found dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless I'll stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. 